Welcome to episode 842. How are you guys and gals doing today? The motorcycle behind me, man, isn't she a beauty? That belongs to Chibs out of Flint, Michigan. And it is a 2019 Heritage Classic. It has a Milwaukee 107 stage. Boy, I know that's fast, man. Whew. I got a 103 on the low rider. It's fast. Now it's a 107 on this Heritage. It's fast, I bet. Uh, it has a D&D &D 2 and a 1 exhaust right there. It has Paul Yaffe 14-inch bars and a Screaming Eagle tuner. Man, you should be really proud of that, uh, Chibs. Very proud. I like the black. Not a lot of chrome. You gotta love that type of uh, look on a motorcycle. Even the luggage rack is black. I do like the bags, how they flow into the motorcycle. You know what's funny is on the lowrider, I have the throwovers. Man, do I gotta like get with the times, don't I? I really do gotta get with the times. And that's an interesting fact, and I wanted to talk about that in the video today or first segment whatever you want because second segment as you know we're doing on youtube now through the live with china doll that way you to see her pretty face instead of mine but let's get real here i was talking to a couple friends and i was talking about how things are now and he put it to me in a very good way my generation, Generation X, we really loved what the generation before us was doing. Vietnam generation, if you will. Everything from the style of bikes to the way everybody acted, dressed, the different culture that was there. Because you got to remember, it used to be where bikers weren't cool. It wasn't cool to be a biker. Even in the 90s, it wasn't cool. Well, until the rubber invasion in 94, that's when it started to become cool to be a biker. But before that, it was like, really, we loved the choppers. We loved how the bikes were skimmed down. Where nowadays, you have a lot different uh, type of uh, rider now. The generation F, you know, under me and under them, they really do not know the culture that we came up with. And he put it point blank. He said, you know, if you get somebody that's 20 to say 30, 35, they wouldn't even know who Sonny Barger was. They wouldn't know who Taco Bowman was. They wouldn't know who J.R. Reed was. Even though these are the guys that really led the way to what we know as the hardcore air, if you will. And I was also talking to Black Dragon. Because we're, you know, we're looking at doing different stuff for our shows and stuff to update them a little bit. And I looked and I told them, I was like, BD, you came up. Or worked on the Biker Boys movie. Yeah, it might be an older movie, but that right there 
is what this newer generation is all about. Now, let's be honest. Let's be honest. My age or above, come on. If you were able to get on the motorcycles that they have today, how fast they are, you'd do it in a heartbeat. Come on, those things scream. You're talking, you to get up to 200 miles an hour on them damn things, some of them rockets. And the culture based around them is a whole lot different than what I know or the older guys know. They can party, man, but they include an aspect that we would have never included. And that is women riding their own motorcycles, especially them sports bikes. Some of them women can ride. Ride better than I can or any of the older uh, fogies, you know? And it's funny when you have the younger ones like that that are on sport bikes and stuff. And I've actually heard this, by the way. Well, that's a grandpa motorcycle. (laughs) Anytime you hear about Harley from one of them, it's, well, you're a grandpa. And I got to admit, I kind of agreed when I was younger about the bagger. And now I went out and got a bagger. It's like, wow, I joined the Geezer Glide Club. I never thought that would have happened. But I love the bagger. I don't know what the hell took me so long. It's more comfortable. Yeah, I love my low rider and stuff. But that's more of an in-town bike. That ain't going on a long freaking ride, man. Uh, But the bagger is like, then I got this Rockford Fosgate that they put in. I was like, where the hell have I been? And I guess you really don't understand something like that until you get into the position of age. Because it really did hit me when he said, well, this generation don't know these people. And it's like, wow, how can't they? And then I step back and say, they weren't even born. No wonder. Hell. Some of the kids like 18, 19 years old right now, they weren't even born with the 9-11 stuff. So you do have to step back a little bit and you got to see how the evolution of the scene has taken place. And a lot of us older guys, we get stuck in our way so much, we don't get to see that. And then I was thinking, you know what? I get a lot of hate mails from females. A lot of hate mails from females. And maybe that's because of the second half of the show, how it goes. And I really let loose on the second half of the show, unlike on, uh, you know, the first half. And how me and China Dow goes back and forth. And they hear that. And it's like culture shock to them. But what they don't understand is, hey, You're in a different age bracket than me. We learned different ways than you did. And it's hard for them to really understand that. Because they're living by modern standards. Where I'm stuck in the past. Yes, I'm stuck in the past. You know, some of the stuff that I wear off air... It's like, oh my God, look at what he's wearing. But in reality, 
yeah, I might be wearing this or that, but it has a different meaning than what you think, to me anyway. This stuff was actually really prevalent in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. You know, then they'll call, you know, get out there, call you racist and stuff. That's how that works. But you got to give them kind of a little break on that because of the way things are going now. But 100% truth here is it is the sport bike riders and the rocket scene that has really taken over the 20 and up or 18 and up to about 35. Because I was looking at my demographics. I, you know, went over demographics with them. I was like, man, 95% males are on my stuff. And the age range is really 40 and above, which kind of makes sense to me because that's who I appeal to. Uh, the younger ones, I'm not going to appeal to so much because of my beliefs and stuff like that. But then you say, okay, that's why the motor vloggers are doing good because a lot of the youngsters, they don't want to talk about motorcycle clubs. You know, we also went over that. I was like, yeah, biker news is one thing, but if you really want to branch out, you got to talk about something other than MCs because it becomes repetitive, if you know what I mean. You know, real repetitive. Uh, that's why I like mixing in stuff, you know, at the beginning of the segment that everybody's doing, everybody's covering. And then I step back again. Because I always preach, if you wanted to be a biker, be a biker, never step on the line, over the line. And we discussed that too. Yeah, the older guys won't ever dare help out or kiss up to some Leo's fundraiser or ride. We never show up. We won't even have a beer with them. The younger generation does. It's because they think different than what we do. So a lot of soul searching has been going on to try to figure all this out, if you know what I mean. And it was good. I enjoyed that talk and how he put it in perspective of how, yeah, the rice rockets are the thing. Nobody cares if you ride a Harley. They don't care. What their belief now is, and I'd have to say rightly so, you don't have to have a Harley to be a biker. In the old days, if you were on Jap stuff, it was hanging from a tree, getting banged up a lot, you know, by a hammer or whatever. Uh, they used to have these things at the rallies where you just bang the hell out of them. But it's all changed. It really has. And what's even more funnier is Harley's trying to play catch-up to the technology that the Japs have now. So those people really don't care what you ride. And again, that's a real good thing right now. There's a lot of good in what they're doing where we'll see a lot, you know, we look at it like, but didn't. The elders used to do it with my generation also. They looked at us like, what are you doing, you stupid ass? You know, they would say, hey, 
you got to stop that party and stuff or you're going to end up where you can't walk. You're going to have back aches. You're going to be grumpy, health problems. And I used to say to them, oh, you're full of crap. You know, I'm going to party it up, do what the, you know, you do in this lifestyle. And now that I've reached age, my knees are killing me, back's killing me. It's like, holy cow, should I have listened to them boys? But that tells you, listen to your elders. They're going to give you some advice because let's face it, the younger ones, the way they think now, and especially the way they ride, man, calm down a little bit. You're going to get hurt on them damn things. Take a listen to the older guys once in a while, man. I know what you're you're gonna do what you want to do. It is what it is. You gotta live it the way you want to live it. And you'll find out when you get older, just like me. But that's my little deal for this. I, you know, I wanted to just put it out there because I am working on the other channel, Biker Culture with uh Hollywood, where I really want to start talking about other stuff. My biker news will always be there, man. I'll always be there to piss on somebody's weed. But at the same time, I want to start exploring stuff in this other channel. As well as, you know what? I've been, you know, really appreciative of everybody going over to the lives. I know it's brand new this week. But thanks for the support there. And thanks for those that send uh, the donations to the Cash App, Dollar Sign Motorcycle Madhouse. You're really uh, helping us out, man. We really appreciate it. So let's go into the second segment right now with China Dow. Day two for the, for the second, second half, half of this show, Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. China Dow's coming in the studio right now. Rock on. Bye-bye. See you guys later. Nice to know y'all. It was great to know China Doll as well. I am booking for the weekend to Pittsburgh. Well, right outside of Pittsburgh. Getting away, going to see some Pittsburgh women, man. Hopefully they give some good knob jobs. You know, yeah, I'm wishing here. Uh, but uh, hopefully they're as good looking as China Doll and stuff like that. How are you doing, China? Welcome to the second half. How are you doing? <laughs> Am I? Are you gonna miss me? No. What the fuck you mean? No. Bye. You ain't gonna miss Hollywood. No. What a bitch you are, man. What? That ain't cool. Not missing Hollywood. Nah. But I am gonna be flying, and I made sure I didn't get one of them. Damn, where you in the middle? You of of everybody, and they smell on the side of you. <laughs> Didn't get that. I'm hoping for a good stewardess, though. Yeah. I'm hoping they're hot. Stewardess. They're just called flight attendants now, dude. What do you mean? They're called flight attendants. They're not called stewardesses. Am I that old? Yeah. Uh, you know, your your brother, he works on an airline. He's a flight attendant. Oh, okay. I you, tease him all the you time. You really want to call him a stewardess? I always tease his ass. I know you do. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, last lady we got in Pittsburgh came in looking like a linebacker. Be careful with them Pittsburgh ladies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so anyway welcome to the show i was talking about earlier in the segment man how things have changed they really have and when people do see me with my uh stuff on because i got swazis and bolts and stuff like that they look at me weird and now the confederate flag i guess i have aged out yeah you kind of have they don't wear that kind of stuff anymore. Uh-uh. Just those older guys. It happens. <sighs> it happens. You're getting old, dude. I, I, I am kind of upset. Oh, I kind of am upset with the news story you got coming out. Which one? Where that fucking cop beat the hell out of that biker. You already did that, you said. No, I didn't. I haven't covered that one. Oh. I didn't cover it on Biker News. I wanted to ran on uh, the first segment about uh, how shit's changed. Oh. But that this guy, it was what, Iowa? I don't know. I didn't pull that one up. Well, maybe you should have pulled that one up and, you, you know, been prepared. You already did it. But he got caught on camera beating the hell out of this biker. He pled guilty. He did plead guilty? Uh-huh. And did they throw his ass in jail or just giving him a pass? Giving him a pass. Go fucking figure. Beats oh. the hell out of somebody. And you know what pisses me off about that? What? Let's be honest. You always are. George Floyd. Yeah. Okay. He was a meth head, drug addict, was going to pay any damn way. And... Everybody in this country erupts like a bunch of kids, you know, burning down stuff, all that kind of crap. But when something like this happens, it's crickets. That I cannot stand. And it proves to you that you have these loony leftist billionaires that are contributing to all this violence. Because... There should be hardcore protests right now. And I even got to pick a bone with bikers, man. Because bikers, we have so many damn people that ride, but we can't get them out to do anything as far as protests are concerned. Now, the first uh, year after Waco, Twin Peaks, they had a decent showing. But after that, there was nothing. So what the hell is wrong with us bikers that we actually can't get our shit together and protest some stuff like this? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You had groups like BLM come out, uh, them little punks uh, at Antifa. They're destroying everything. And we didn't even have people out there freaking going against them. It's like, what the hell is wrong with us? Are people that scared of being called racist that they won't do anything? See, that's the thing I don't understand. I'm called racist all the time. It don't mean nothing to me. It's just my personal views. When you got people out there burning down buildings, okay? Burning them down. Why wouldn't you want to protect that neighborhood? Is it because, see, in Chicago, it was different. It, they, you didn't see nobody burning shit down in Chicago. 
And I think that's because of the street gangs. I know the Kings were out there saying, don't do that shit in our neighborhood. And I got American Cholo coming on live uh, Sunday. We're going to be talking about that kind of stuff where gangs are looked at in a certain way, kind of like how the media plays bikers, where it's mostly about protecting the neighborhood they're in. So they wouldn't let that crap happen in Chicago to burn it down. Nope. But in Minneapolis and some other places, they let that happen. But why is it they can garner national media by somebody like George Floyd, who has murals and all that other shit of them, but a biker out of, uh, I think this is Iowa. It's Iowa. This was caught on camera. Former former Iowa State Patrol officer pleads guilty to violating bikers' rights. Mm-hmm. A officer knocked the biker to the ground, putting a knee on his neck, handcuffed, and falsely arrested him without being provoked. Mm. It was captured on the cruiser dash cam, the video hitting and knocking over a biker during a traffic stop in 2017. He pled guilty to a federal court federal count of violating bikers' rights, prosecutor said on So Wednesday. it went to the federal level. Mm-hmm. At least that happened. Well, he pled guilty uh, to depriving or deprivation of rights under the code of the law. Federal prosecutors said in a statement as a part of his plea, he admitted that he intentionally open hand striked <laughs> open hand my ass. Yeah. And used excessive force against Bryce Yakish. He pulled Yakish over for speeding September 2017. He was standing by his bike with his hands up when Smith... Hands up! Let's beat your ass! When Smith unprovoked struck Yakish, knocking him to the ground, putting a knee on his neck, cuffed, and falsely arrested him. Uh So he, what is he, he facing? He accused Yakish of trying to flee. The guy was and, standing on his bike! And charging him with it eluding law enforcement even though Yakish stopped immediately after Smith activated his lights and sirens the charge against Yakish was dropped after a prosecutor reviewed the video and concluded it was baseless the state of Iowa paid Yakish $225,000 to settle a lawsuit filed over now the you US. gotta remember with the 250,000 225 225 you're taking I don't know what the tax rate on that is but we'll just say I don't know 30 percent and then you have the lawyers that take 30 percent yeah so he's only getting 40 percent of that money yeah pretty much and that's what sucks no he'll probably get yeah he'll get 40 percent Unless he hired the lawyer beforehand on retainer. It's possible. But that kind of sucks when you do these kind of lawsuits and stuff. The ones that make money aren't you. It's the other ones. Well, I guess the cop retired right after the video was released in 2019. Of course he retired so he could get his benefits. He beats the shit out of this guy. And he gets the benefits. And he's probably, what, thrown on probation, you said? Mm-hmm. 
How the hell are you going to throw somebody on probation? That's more than aggravated assault. They said they, uh... My ass would have been in prison for that. The federal district court judge will determine Smith's sentence at a later date, but he he has a plea, so... Yeah, he has a plea, probably probation. He'll get probably a slap on the hand. But then the weird, right. the weird thing that the weird that thing because right. he worked in Cedar County Sheriff uh, Sheriff's Department, mm. and it says that the sheriff would no longer book any suspects arrested by Smith at his at his jail because he could not vouch for the officer's credibility. Hey, tattoo Chris, don't worry about it, man. We're on we're an eighteen plus and over channel over here. Uh, say what the hell you want to say. I do. Yeah, you do. Can. You agree with Chris here? Mm-hmm. Chicago is the most racist city in America, but at least they stick to their own. Do you agree with that? What was that again? Chris said Chicago, the most racist city in America. At least they stick to their own. I have to agree. Yeah, because what a lot of people don't understand, and this is from your loony leftist that did this. They've been in control of the city for over 100 years, a century. What they did was they broke down each section of Chicago. You have South Side, you got West Side, you got North Side, then the Gold Coast. North Side is mostly white, Hispanic. Uh, a lot of immigrants from Poland. Then you got on the deep south side, like Englewood and all that kind of crap. You got black on the west side as well. You know, though that's what we call the Thunderdome or the jungle is the south and west side. But that was all done just like them projects were. You know, you had Cabrini Green, you had, uh, you know, Taylor and all that shit. Actually, those were built for Italian immigrants back in the day. But with the great migration from down south, that became mostly a black deal. So Chicago is the most segregated still city in the country. So you got that right, man. You got that right, Chris. (laughs) You know, you know where you're at, depending on if you're south of the Eisenhower or if you're north of the Eisenhower. And usually there's no crossover there. That's the way that works here in Chicago. I do not know how it is in L.A., New York. I don't know. You know, I know New York has the different uh, boroughs like the Bronx, the you know, Brooklyn. So I don't know how it is there, but I do know Chicago it is uh, separated by race, man. It really is. So uh, let's see here. Uh, Obama divided this country more than that. Michael Jackson, <laughs> dirty knobs. But what do you think of him getting off easy, this cop? Man, you screw up like that, man. You, they should set. They should set like uh, an example. I mean, they should use him as an example and punish him for what he did. I mean, he profiled straight up. Mm-hmm. So why not? And a lot him? of cops do profile bikers big time. Yeah, but why not punish him for what he did? I mean, you could plainly see on the video 
the biker was he was standing next to his bike with his hands up. Mm-hmm. He didn't move. He didn't run. He didn't do any of that crap. But he tried to throw out bullshit charges on this guy. Yeah, saying that he tried to elude. <laughs> and he was standing on and the it ground. Was, and it was right there on video showing him just standing perfectly still with his hands up. Mm. Now, bikers face a lot of problems as far as smaller towns, especially down south. You know, them uh, rednecks do not like many bikers. If you go into a redneck bar, you're fighting. You know, you're fighting. I've seen it happen. But going back to this Floyd deal, I just think it's bullshit. Those cops were punished. Yeah. But this guy was getting the shit kicked out of him. And if it happened where we did well, we'll the same to, thing. We'll have to wait and see when they, because they haven't announced what his plea deal actually was. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to wait and see what the federal court says. I'm, you got that right, man. But I bet you it's just a slap on the wrist. Uh, of course it's going to be. You know, I'm just surprised it got to the federal level. But you know why it got to the federal federal level? You know why? No. What's his name? The cop's name? No, the the guy who got his ass kicked. Yakish is the last name. Yakish. You see where I'm going with that? That's it a, why it got to the federal level. Because it's a like, what's he calling it? Like a race thing? It is. If it was a white boy or, you know, brown, it wouldn't have went that way. They would not have sent that to the federal level. Never would have happened. So justice is not equal in this country. That explains it all why it went to the federal level. And I'm surprised, or actually I'm not because he's a cop, that it didn't go hate crime at that point. Because what's the title of the article so they can go look at it? What do they title it in the article? Cop. It says cop pleads guilty to. It's on. I mean, that's what it says. Cops pleads guilty. Yeah, it says. What do you got here? The exact words is former Iowa State Patrol officer pleads guilty to violating bikers' rights. That is the title of the article. So if you, it's in foxnews.com. Foxnews.com. I mean, it's pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. But that's the that's the main that's the main Fox News is the main one covering it. Go look that up and watch that video and tell me if you don't <laughs> see what I saw. What else you got in the news? What else do I got in the news? Well, in other news. Well, you know what? She's my new news girl for the mm-hmm. show here. She plays co-host as well as the news girl. Shooting at high school football practice leaves one dead and four injured. One teenager was killed and four more were injured after a shootout that took place after a football scrimmage. The shooting took place Tuesday afternoon as students on the junior varsity football team were leaving Roxborough High School in northwest Philadelphia. The football team was hosting a scrimmage with two other schools, uh, Nicholas... 
I'm not going to butcher his last name, 14, was killed when a bullet struck him in the chest. He was transported to the medical center and was pronounced dead that day at 5 p.m. Now you have, it's funny, in Republican states, they want the cops in the schools. And Democrats just voted down a bill which would allow that everywhere. Now, we have to admit, like Parkland, the one cop, he turned tail and uh, turned yellow and didn't go in there and help them kids. Yeah. But do you think having cops inside the schools are actually good or bad? I'm on the fence with that, to be honest with you. I think it it, it could go either way. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I don't really see what they're doing there. I mean, I he- heard all the time when our kids were in high school that the cops pretty much just sat in their little office and didn't do nothing. Now, we didn't have cops in our high school. No, we had we pa- should have. We, we had paraprofessionals. <laughs> yeah, paraprofessionals. The old people but that would walk the halls. Do you, you know, you just said they sit in their office yeah. all day. Yeah. That's what, that's what he said that. And our daughter take, take our little town, for example. Yeah. If something popped off at that school, would one of those cops that are there actually do something or would they run? In our town, they'll do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll do something about it. They won't run off. What is it with I the mean, major city? I mean, I know, I know, I know a couple incidents that happened in our town, like, uh, kid brought a weapon i don't know what the weapon was but i know a kid brought a weapon to school and the cop had to disarm the the student that's why they were on a lockdown a few weeks back mm-hmm. and the cop disarmed him you know what's funny man i hear in Texas. Texas. yeah maybe chase would tell me about this in the old days they used to bring shotguns in the back of their window Hello. oh shut up <laughs> and it's probably about my bike but anyway go ahead what finish my story yeah finish your story all right cool no suspects were yet arrested police believe that two gunmen were involved in the shootout about 30 shots were fired after they jumped out of a green ford explorer so this was planned yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a student that was at the school. It was somebody that came to the school and did it. On oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, uh, Chase just said yes, they did Hollywood. So they used to have shotguns and rifles right in their back window. That shows you to, how our culture has changed. Kids used to respect guns. Now they don't. You know, I know how you freaked out when you seen our kid holding my nine. Yeah, the hell. He knew the safety protocols, all that type of stuff. Yep. Where you, you were a dumbass. And Put my finger right on that trigger. Right on the trigger. I thought she was going <laughs> to shoot Hollywood. And I was like, is this how you do it? You're like, do not point it at me. I'm like, what? Yeah. Don't point it at me. <laughs> and you're having your finger on the fucking trigger. Yes, I did. I was like, oh my God, this <laughs> freaking broad. <laughs> Is all broads like this the way they think you? Oh, the gun, hi. Or look down the barrel, shoot you. What? No. 
I was screwing around. It wasn't loaded. Oh, you were screwing around, but you don't screw around with a gun. It wasn't loaded, and there was nothing in the chamber. How did you know? You told me before you gave it to me. Now, what if I didn't tell you? Then I don't know if something could have happened. <laughs> but it just shows you the level of respect the older kids had. <laughs> Yeah, you sitting there laughing. I wasn't laughing at the time. I was pissed. You weren't pissed. You were afraid I was going to pull the trigger on an empty gun. <laughs> uh, Morbic, uh, he had a hunting rifle and a shotgun uh, in his truck when he was in high school in Oklahoma. I just think it's the different morality and the different uh, I think down south. I think down south, it's like expected. Well, have, no, they to have a gun in your back window. <laughs> no, they teach kids respect for that weapon. Yeah. If you They're ever raised that way, you ever see some of these kids in Chicago when they fire a nine, they turn it sideways. They turn it sideways, all gangster. <laughs> it's like, what the hell do you think you're gonna hit? <laughs> Dude, you no wonder you you're aim? killing innocent people. How you do don't you, know how to fire a gun. How do you aim that way? You don't. Hold, you're stupid. Holding it sideways. Does that just make you look cool? Mm. I mean, that's what it is. It's just, it's, look, I'm cool. I'm holding it sideways like a retard. Then when somebody's popping your ass, you know, doing it right. It just shows you how stupid they are these days. Ignorance is bliss. Oh, my God. Are they ignorant sometimes? Yep. I don't know. I'm looking at somebody who was pointing the freaking gun at me. Stupid ass. So, another news. Go ahead. Uber driver sparks controversy after exposing married passengers' affair. Oh, that's so awesome! You might want to be careful what you say the next time you're in an Uber. <laughs> you know what's funny about Uber? The, what? Can I do my story before you interrupt me? No. You know what's funny about Uber? When I take one, when I do my uh, research on uh, Pornhub, oh lord, they got an they got a special uh, Uber uh, section, real life deals where broads are giving head to the Uber drivers for the ride. I love it. I have to be an Uber driver. I love it. The fuck? What do you mean? What the fuck? I love it. You're stupid. I can't believe you, you know. <laughs> Dallas-based Uber driver Ronnie at perfectly underscore unbroken on TikTok. Last week, de- she shared last week detailing a particularly eventful ride. Did she take pictures of him? Her video is, be- I, don't, I'm, I don't know, I'm looking at this now too. Her video was viewed by over 8.6 million times. She says she picked up a man who she saw saying goodbye to his wife and children outside their house before getting into the car. She claims the customer then added an extra stop to the journey. A woman with a little bit of luggage got into the car. According to the driver, the man's mood changed when his companion arrived. You know rattlesnake's yelling at you right now. Why? Never point the weapon at anything you do not attend the shoot. And also, <laughs> Morbic. Oh, crap. Keep your finger straight and off the trigger till you tend to fire. 
And I know, I know, you already no, told you don't. me. And Roy says you never take someone's word that the gun is unloaded. The hell's wrong with you? Uh, even my, uh, even uh, our people are yelling at you. <laughs> they don't find this funny. They don't find it funny at all. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Prick. After sharing a kiss with this woman, the male passenger changed the drop-off location of the cab. Is Ubers the new cabs? Yeah. Is they, that why you don't see the yellow cabs anymore? I'm sure you see them in other areas. It's like around here, it's just Uber. But it it, it would be interesting to uh, talk to a cab driver. Why would you work for a company where you would have to lease your vehicle or rent it, whatever they do for cab companies, when you can drive your own, drive your own. You just get an Uber car. Maybe you get a blow job, man. They continued to talk this and that and the other, you know, I'm tired. <laughs> she says, you know, I'm tired of you putting me off when you're going to leave. When are you going to leave your wife is what the lady said. Oh! <laughs> the driver said the man brushed off the question. So she didn't take, you know, she decided to take matters in her own hands and force him to take accountability. Forced him? The Uber driver was just five miles from the start destination, so dropped the passenger off in front of <laughs> his marital home with his mistress. <laughs> I love it! And left them. <laughs> she says there's nothing wrong, nothing worse than a dog, male or female. Pull some shit like that in my car and you're... And you're going to get done like that. Karma's a motherfucker. So instead of taking him to their destination, he dropped him and she dropped him and his mistress off in front of their house where she picked them up. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'd be so pissed. <laughs> That's awesome. Never do Uber. Don't piss off your Uber driver. Yeah. Don't do Uber. If you're having an affair. <laughs> and want to, you know, fight in front of them. Because they're probably recording that shit. Some of them do for their own safety. <laughs> Some of them end up getting those dash cams uh-huh. just for their own safety. Because Well, that's how they get caught giving blowjobs on Pornhub. Well, not just that, but that's how a lot of Uber drivers get the people caught that, like, try to rob them and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's like people don't realize when you try to rob an Uber driver, majority of that is done through phone. So they don't carry money. Yeah, that's done by phone. It's all Uber done by phone. Get, they have to. They get have their, to get their cut. Yeah. So it's it's just like, why are you trying to rob an Uber driver? Because they have no money on them except their own personal money. Do you think what they did was right by calling them out? What the Uber driver? Yeah. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> Drop him off in front of his wife's in front of his house with his wife and kids. Because yeah. you're not you're not guaranteed privacy. No. When you're in an Uber deal. You're not guaranteed privacy pretty much anywhere nowadays because everybody's got a camera. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, if you're going to get in a vehicle with your, uh, <laughs> with not your significant other and with somebody else, I think you should act like your friends in front of the Uber driver and not anything else. But you else. think it was right what she did. I don't. 
I think it was hilarious. It might be hilarious, <laughs> but at the same time, it's none balls. of your damn business. No, it's not. It has nothing to do with you, and it's not your situation. I mean, I think it's freaking hilarious what she did. And, I mean, that's her choice. I don't find anything wrong with what she did, but it's not something that I know I would do because I would just mind my own business and then just, like, talk shit about it. You wouldn't mind your own business. You would get involved. You know what? You're the biggest drama queen there is. I would not get involved in that crap. Oh, bullshit. You would have came home and said, hey, Hollywood, guess what? Well, yeah, I would have came home and told you, but I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have put him on blast on freaking TikTok. I probably would have. Uh, Aaron, a Hollywood China down Nova Scotia, survived the hurricane, lost about 25 old uh, growth trees, still no power, but we made it in our little uh, four-year-old because we was found 24 after he went missing is okay. Uh, You know, that hurricane down there, they said in Lee County, the sheriff came out and there's hundreds dead. That's a lot. They've never seen that stuff before. They said it's the strongest hurricane that we've had in decades. Yeah, it is. And it was funny. I was on the phone with my mother this morning because she's down there. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm going to get you a bumper sticker made. I survived my first hurricane. She was only worried about watching her soap operas. Yeah. That's yeah. all she was worried about. I can't watch my shows. While the roof and offenses are being thrown all over the damn place. That's all she wanted to do. She wanted to watch her stories, as she calls them. Now it's going into the Atlantic, and it might hit, what, the Carolinas? Oh, it already did. It already hit in the hallway. It's it was, just going through Florida right now, back out it to was, the Atlantic. It was supposedly going through all of it. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about the Carolinas. I just keep hearing about Florida. It's going to pack a freaking punch, man, if it gets back out there in the ocean and reforms. It already destroyed Florida. I was looking at Fort Myers, and it's underwater. They got uh, before and after pictures of that. It's terrible. And it it was funny. A buddy of mine, because he owns a truck driving business, he had a driver down there. Right when it came on shore in Fort Myers, and you had the trucks tipping over, Mm -hmm. you know, onto each other and stuff. That's some scary stuff, man. Yeah, it is. I'd love to see you in a hurricane. Because you'd be the dumb one who goes out there and tries to play weather reporter in the middle of a freaking storm and trying to describe what it is. The next thing you know, you fly away. Yeah, Morbic, I was worried about you in Florida. Oh. How did you uh, fare out there, Morbic, in, uh, during that hurricane? Are you down south? Are you on west coast, space coast? Let us know that, man. Let us know that. Man. I, uh, yeah, China Down would have been dummy. Because I told I would have been outside going, ooh, it's windy. <laughs> While you're flying away, like, uh, you know, the Wicked Witch of the West and stuff. <laughs> I'd be like, I can't let the dogs out, but I got to go check this out. Just like when there's tornadoes in the area, I have to go outside. And she look. will. <laughs> when the tornado sirens go off, I run outside. <laughs> this broad is outside watching. With my phone. <laughs> He's like, all right, everybody in the basement. I'm like, I'll be right back. <laughs> I go outside. 
this is what I live with. <laughs> I really do. This is what I live with. I go outside trying to find it. Well, I don't drive anywhere. I just you know stand what? I love it. your personality and stuff like that, but you're just plain stupid sometimes. <laughs> stupid and ignorant, and and sometimes I don't know which one. Wow. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Unbelievable sometimes. I'm not stupid. <laughs> we used to storm. We used to try and find tornadoes when we lived in... Yeah, but we were younger. Yeah, I know. We'd pack the dog and both kids and go in look the car for the tornado and go look for it because okay, then the that what nothing. Go ahead. What what we lived <laughs> we lived in a trailer, right? There was nowhere else for us to go, so we just and we were drove. like in Tornado Alley and shit like that. Our our remember our, when that mm. one passed right in front of us. Yes, that was some fucked up shit, man. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and the cameras on phones sucked at that time. <laughs> but it's funny. Uh, my mother goes through tornadoes, but a hurricane hits, she's all freaked out because she can't watch her stories. Exactly. God forbid. But that is your news stories for today. Yeah, we only- got an unsolved case coming up. Yeah. You know, we're trying to help out there. Let's hear what our unsolved case is. It's pretty weird. Are we like the new unsolved mysteries Uh, and shit like that? Cheryl Henry, 22, and Andy Atkinson, 21, drove to a secluded patch of woods in Houston dubbed a Lover's Lane. Do they still have Lover's Lanes? Do they still have them things? I don't know. I don't know of any in Illinois. Are they? Po- I think they're popular in uh, California because you, you see them in the movies all the time. They're overlooking something and they're getting all dirty and into it. But I never seen one of them. And then in Illinois. some creeper creepers came out. Jeepers <laughs> <laughs> creepers. So on August twenty second, and this was on August twenty second of nineteen ninety. Well, they never came back out. Atkinson was found tied to a tree with his slo- his throat slashed. Oh, come on. Yeah, that was Andy, the guy. And Cheryl was found naked, buried under a stack of boards. She'd been sexually assaulted, and her throat has uh, was also cut. Them sick mothers. Jersey, Mopar. Uh, what the hell, man? They say hi to you in the morning, but don't say hi to hi. me. Assholes. <laughs> So their th- the throats were uh, slit. Where was this at again? Houston. Houston. Mm-hmm. Okay. Police are using new DNA technology to try and confirm a potential suspect, but no one has been charged. What DNA would they? Oh, the sexual assault. Yeah, her assault. New clues in the Lover's Lane murders. That's what they're calling this? Well, there's new clues because that was like back from, you know. A couple years ago, and a couple years ago, my ass, 1990s is like 30 years ago, right? Yeah, a couple. So, Cheryl, she was a blonde bombshell, she was a college student. Andy was an aspiring model with piercing green eyes. Really, you're describing uh, the murder victim with that Uh, kind of voice? What an asshole! That's what they said. That's an asshole move. Shut up. It is. 
piercing green eyes. Well, it, this is considered a crime scene that was dubbed the Lover's Lane Murders and is one of Houston's most notorious unsolved homicides. Thank you, Jersey, for saying morning, Matthew and Terry. See, they love me. It's not all about China now. <laughs> I never said nothing. I just look, I watch the comments and go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rattlesnake is this Dateline. There we uh, Dateline, is that still on air? <laughs> or no? I don't know. Huh. I got to look these things up. But go ahead. So, the father of Andy said he recalls what police investigators told him. Mm-hmm. They said that Andy let them tie him to a tree and that they know the girl was killed first, which means he was tied to the tree and listening to her scream. What? How? And listen to her being murdered, knowing that they were going to do the same to him and he couldn't do anything about it. That's what. Why do you keep on saying they? Was there more than one person involved? As of right now, they still don't know. So he was tied to a tree. He was tied to a tree and had to witness what they did to his girlfriend. Oh, my goodness gracious. That is brutal. And, right there. and that's what the father recalls the police officers telling him that he was tied to the tree mm. and had to witness all that. And his dad says that this is very hard to accept. But how did they know she was killed first? Probably time of death. Yeah, but it would have been within, what, minutes that they killed the other one? Probably. I don't know. Some of these science forensic people are pretty in-depth. Well, they are. You know, forensic sciences really become an art now. Well, retired police detective Billy Belk spent 20 years working on this crime. Because he says it's one of the few cases that he never cleared. How do you... See, that's what I don't understand. 20 years. What are you do doing during those 20 years to find out what the end was? Well, he said he just go. He's going... He goes back through all the files and all the photos and, like, all that stuff. I and couldn't, I couldn't have he said photos. they... That unfinished work, he considers it unfinished work because of the fact that he hasn't solved it. He said, like, the police found a golf club in the field with and three golf balls, one lined up after the other, pointing the way towards Cheryl's body. Were what? They, and, it, and he says, were they left by the unknown suspect? And if so, why? You mean it was, like, in a straight line to the body? Like, the three balls were lined up, and the club was facing her. Like, were they going to hit golf balls at her? What the hell is wrong with people? And he said, also, uh, the four partially deflated balloons they found tied to a tree above Cheryl's body. Does it sound like they knew her? And there was a crisp $20 bill next to her. Did the killer leave these is what this detective says. Mm -hmm. Sometimes That's I weird. think he says sometimes they he thinks that they were targeted. Cheryl was tied up more than Andy, even though he was tied to a tree. 
she put up a fight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he says he wonders if there are two or three suspects. Well, yeah, because you have one woman and then another guy being tied to the tree. Mm-hmm. There had to be more. Because- there has to be more because you can't have the woman laying like tied tied up and fighting to get untied. Right. While they're tying some, while one single person's tying up. Yeah, that, else. that's not there's got There's got to be at least two or three, I would say. Yeah, that's not possible. There has to be more than one. There has to be. Well, he said that they're comparing DNA samples found at the crime scene with that of known criminals, that that's what they were doing. He said that. At least 25 potential suspects DNA was compared to, and they all were cleared because it wasn't the proper DNA profile. Do you think it was somebody from the school? Well, she was in college. She was in college. It doesn't say that he was, but it says she was. But do you think somebody, because it sounded like she was targeted. Yeah, I'm... I don't understand the golf balls with the golf club. I don't understand. She had a tw- a crisp $20 bill laying next to her body, and there were deflated balloons tied above her. That that's, sounds like that's a weird. pattern right there. That's weird. You know, events she might have attended. She might have owed somebody 20 bucks. But uh, did they check out the frats, the frat houses? This is, yeah, so I just see over 20 years this guy working on this. Well, and then since they were, they, you know how they have that thing called CODIS, where they do mm. the DNA profiles? Well, he said about five years ago, they entered a DNA profile found on an unsolved burglary rape mm. that was committed months before the killing of Cheryl and Andy. The result the DNA, DNA evidence from both two crime scenes seem to be the same person. Rattlesnake says it would be possible if the unsub had a weapon or had some sort of leverage over the victims. So if he had a gun... So if he was by himself and had a gun... Do you think it's still possible without one of them running? I don't know, because according to everything that I've been reading about it, they specifically said that her her wrists, because she was tied up, mm-hmm. her wrists were so, like, destroyed c- trying to get out of the, you know, whatever that she was tied so up with. So she was panicking. She was freaking out. And fighting back. And was that because she seen him being tied up? See, that's where I don't get it. You're going to tie her up and what? How are you going to tie somebody up with a gun in your hands and make sure Andy don't run off? Do you know what I'm saying? I still say more than one. It has to be, I think, at least two. And then during the burglary slash rape where this DNA was also matched with Cheryl and Andy's, Mm. it says that the rape victim saw her attacker and survived. She had details on the attack, and she was able to describe what he was wearing. Mm-hmm. And I guess she was uh, 
she was uh, taped up with duct tape, the, the rape victim, which, mind you, this was only a couple months prior to the murder of the other two. Now, did they find him? He was duct taped, and she, he put a bag over her head and a gun to her throat. Sick mother effers. Mm-hmm. Sickness. And his the attacker only took, get this, he only took $250 from her home. Uh-huh. And she said he was probably six foot two, 200 pounds, olive complexion, and black hair. And he had a black fishnet thing over his head. Do you think when these freaks, these sick people, they you think they're more after the rape or after the robbery? Because it makes no sense to me. What do you mean? If you're going in for a robbery, you want to get in and out. Well, I think his intentions were robbery and rape. And here's why I think this. Because she thinks... That her the victim, she continued the one that survived continuously thinks it could be connected to her moving company. She said one of the movers had recently threatened her life. What? Mm-hmm. So she thinks it had to do with the move, moving company that she had an altercation with. Mm-hmm. And the police said it's never been proven. Yeah, but where but, is the connection to the case? Well, the same person did her rape and robbery and did the murder of Andy and Cheryl. The same DNA, it matched. But there's it's an unknown... Unknown person. It's an unknown person. So then they need to do one of them family searches out of freaking Ancestry.com. Which you would think. Huh. Get your numbers in. We're almost there. So, according to... Houston crime advocate Andrew Kahn, he said hopefully one day there'll be an arrest in this case. Well, yeah, could do that. Uh, if they do, like you said, with the ancestry, with that DNA, they'll find they'd something. be able to find somebody connected to who did that first crime, and then obviously, since the DNA matched the second crime, mm. then they would have their person. It's time to cruise with your sex drive. Grab onto your clutch, put your mind in the air for masturbation and sexual stimulation. Dare you to tell the truth and get your ass out of neutral. It's time to get your porn. Okay, time to get your porn on here, guys and gals. Dirty knobs number one. We're going to see if China Dow can do this without laughing and get right to the point. Number one. What do we got? We've done number one before. Okay, let's do number... I mean, I'll do it again, because some of these people might not have heard it. What is it? Did a condom ever break during sex? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you had to jerk out real quick, man. Or, you know, you have some idiot guys who say, or don't tell the girl... That that it broke. It broke until they have until they pop a nut. Mm. Am I lying or no? No, there's a lot of guys that would do that because they didn't want to stop. They didn't want to stop. Nope. So they pop a nut, <laughs> even though the rubber broke. Yep. And what I don't understand about that is it's not only the pregnancy deal, 
but aren't you worried about catching some super bug or something like that? Super gonorrhea? <laughs> the hell's wrong something with you guys, Something where your penis man? is gonna fall off? Yeah, where it's just gonna fall off. What happened to my dick? <laughs> it just fell off. Yeah, you don't know. You don't never know with these women nowadays. I man. don't know with the men either. Well, this is true. Motorbike 241. That's why I always say that the women should also bring condoms. Just I'm, in I, case. You know what? I very I support that 100%. Yes, you they know, should. I don't think it's just the man's responsibility in this day and age. I think, every, no, I think everybody should carry them. And I'm not talking about the one that you have in your wallet from 10 years ago. No. <laughs> and don't you better you, update that one. Don't you agree a woman should be the one that puts it on? Uh, yes. Because a man can bullshit. I think it should be witnessed by both it being put on. But I think a woman should do it. That's just me. I agree. I think the woman should be the one that puts it on. Uh, 241. We got Morbic. More big. <laughs> what do we got? If you are single or not, who do you imagine when you masturbate? Who do I imagine when I masturbate? Dude, I already know. Is who? That, is that who's the boss chick? Alyssa. Alyssa Milano. Do you know they got Who's the Boss 2 coming out now? Oh, Lord. They're doing a reboot you know, of it. You know, they say part twos of things are not much better than part one. You know, Tony Danza's probably like old and wrinkly by now. He actually still looks pretty good. But that's coming out now, the reboot. That's funny shit, man. It really is funny stuff. Well, I haven't seen Alyssa Milano act in anything since Charmed, so I wonder how this is going to play out. Yeah, we're going to have to see. That's because she has a big mouth when it comes to politics. She don't know when to shut up. Yeah, very true. Uh, let's see here. 78 for Shadow. And, hey, Coastal Wolf. Oh, us rednecks will fight for fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is fucking true. <laughs> Uh, 78, uh, for Shadow. Have you ever actually found the G-Spot? <laughs> yeah, I know where G-Spots are. <laughs> well, yeah, I know you do. All you have to do is search. It's like trying to find an X on a map. You know, when she, you know, the different sounds that they make. Yeah, you'll know when you find that crap. You know, but I think it's way blown out of proportion, if you ask me. You know, G-spots really don't do nothing. Not much. Like China Doll says, it has to be external. Yeah, because you have more nerve endings on the external than you do in your G-spot. <laughs> uh, Jersey Mopar, 169. 169. What do we got? Some of these questions are getting really downright dirty. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's what get your porn on means. What do you got? It's ridiculous. What is the best compliment you've ever gotten in bed? What is the best compliment I ever got in bed? Yeah, that was good. Get out of my room now. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> it was good. Get out. <laughs> What's even better is she points to the door. I do. Get out. out. Room. Get out. Get out. That's what I have to deal with out. with China now. Out. Get out of here. I go, okay, you're done. Get out. 
Notice she says, you're done. Yeah, I go, you're done. Get out. That's because you get your toy out. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, you're about two pumps and, and I'm about two hours. So Yeah. Error in 52. I'm sorry. I got to take my time. I got to do it right. Because <laughs> you just do it for you. I got to do for me. Well, yeah, you got to make your way. 52. Uh, uh, Come on. <laughs> it's a number they chose. Hello? Ew, it, no, ew. Okay, I'll read it, but you're going to regret it. How many of you men out there claim you cannot get off during oral? There's some men that can't. There's some that man can't. They'd rather have the full Monte. The itch to true. me, to me, I consider that a challenge. <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> I will win. One thirty-three. That is our last one for today. Or Terry. Okay, we'll go. We gotta get Terry. Yeah, one seventy-five, fifty-two, and forty-two. That's what we got for today. Uh, one one thirty three. One thirty three is. Is it okay to say I love you during sex? Fuck no. <laughs> when I'm having sex, I want to fuck. I don't want to make love. You don't even know what that is. Hell no. <laughs> pull her by the hair and just freaking ram, Dude, baby. You pull me by the hair, I fucking smack you. <laughs> I don't. My, I, I don't like that. I don't like it. It's mean. 175 for Terry. Making love. What is that? Why did they even call it making love? Because it's slow and sensual. Oh, shut up. Uh... 175. What is the best type of floor play? Best type of floor pay. Not floor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <You're>... floor. <laughs> yeah. Floor play. You play on the floor. You don't do floor play. You're all about, just give me hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't mix words, man. No. It's like, you, you, you'll walk in, you'll sit on the bed, you'll pull the L Bundy. <laughs> we all know what that is. <laughs> I gotta go. And you're like, just get it hard. I gotta get back to work. 52. We got one more after that, 42. Does perfume on a woman get you aroused? Ah, yeah, yours does. I like the smell of yours. You know, we discuss the smell stuff. It, it, it's a whole part of the experience, if you ask me. It really is. It really is. And you got one more? One more. We got 42. Oh, this one's, this one's nasty. Ones I love. Does spanking while you're doing anal sex give you more pleasure? You run. You can't even go there. That's I'm what I mean. Out. You run. You're gone. Nope. You don't even know. <laughs> Exit only, mofos. Exit only. <laughs> no. China doll, you just see her jet. She Dude, runs it pretty goes, quick. It, it, if it slips out and goes, uh, bye. Nope. You're done. It slips out. Game over. Man. Slips, well, out, slips out of that taco. No. No. Cooter pocket. 
If if you ain't putting your meat in the cooter pocket the right way, you're just not getting any. That's all there is to it. See you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>